0: Thank you. To another great edition of Strong Style. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York from Impact Media. This is our weekly foray into the world of MMA, combat sports, and of course pro wrestling. Yes, both of those are combat sports, but I just felt like saying combat sports. Now, not going to talk about anything that has happened this week, which is good because I've only seen two-thirds of Raw thanks to a uh, pretty powerful storm that came through last night uh, right about the third hour. I actually haven't seen the third hour. Got to figure out how to be able to watch that because uh, I could just read the results, but that wouldn't be the same. But there's a lot we want to get into, including the results for uh, Impact Wrestling sacrifice pay-per-view and the ramifications of that. And also and also uh, UFC Fight Night, talk about some of the uh, bigger fights in that. Uh, just, um, you yeah, know, there's some weird stuff going on with that. But the UFC is, I mean, you know, if the WWE has a, a crazy story or storyline that's happening, then you kind of chalk it up to the writers or the talent. When Mixed Martial Arts has a crazy storyline, it is natural. It is uh, very, very organic and was not intended. But uh, as we always do, let's start with Raw. We will jump through the WWE stuff and then circle back to everybody else throughout the week. Uh, The Miz got his rematch at the beginning of last week's Raw versus Lashley. It went... About as good as we as could be. Miz is a great performer, but they are really strapping the rocket to Bobby Lashley. I, I'm I'm all behind it. It's it's uh, it's about time he got a decent run. I don't know who he's going to face at WrestleMania. I don't know who would be a great great blockbuster matchup for him. I'm sure he'll end up in a, a three or four person match. Which I don't know. I think Lashley deserves better than that. But the fact that he's still the champ is uh, just a whole thing into itself. Congratulations to them again. You got this whole thing with uh, Braun Strowman and and Shane McMahon, where Shane is just continually verbally bullying Braun Strowman. I I don't get, uh, for a company that stands for so many anti-bullying campaigns, the fact that half their show is dedicated to bullying that makes no sense, but that's been par for the course for the WWE for a long time, and they're just going to keep doing it. Uh, but Braun and, and, and Shane, it's it's setting up something. I just I don't quite get what it's setting up yet. It's it. I like it because you get two mismatched competitors as far as their stature. You know, Braun obviously being you know, 6'10", 350, and uh, Shane being, I don't know, maybe six one, six two, um, a buck ninety. But uh, verbally, this is this is showing uh, that Braun can go toe to toe with with Shane. So I, I just, I just want to see where it's going. Right, right now it's just, it's uh, about like twenty four seven championship. It's just uh, kind of filler unless you get a cool storyline with, like, R-Truth. But either way, I'll uh, get Sheamus versus McIntyre in a no DQ. It was ruled a no contest because they both um, smashed each They both had stairs, ran into each other, and kind of semi-knocked each other out. Um, beyond that, it was, a, it was a pretty decent match. Those two can, can wrestle, and they, they match up pretty well you got Woods, Xavier Woods, who took on Shelton Benjamin. Uh, Woods wins this. It sets up a tag team title shot that uh, they had last night. I cannot tell you what happened. I'll tell you next week. Uh, It seems like it's Matt Riddle's turn, maybe because he's champ. It's Matt Riddle's turn to take on everybody from Retribution. He took on Slapjack last week. Whatever. Shane and Braun were back out. Uh, it, it led to a bigger confrontation this week. Just know that it seems like it is going somewhere thanks to this week, but we'll get more into that on next week's show. The new tag team of Naomi and Lana took on Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Uh, Reginald was down there. seems like Nia and Reginald have kind of paired up. I don't – eventually it's going to split Shayna and Nia and who knows. But Nia gets the pin over Lana in this one. I like Naomi and Lana. They seem to have a good time. They seem to have good chemistry. I don't see a real big future with them outside of being one of the other filler tag teams that they have that just never get much of a push. And then finally, it wasn't a lot of matches, but they were – the ones they did have were good quality and longer. The last one was A j Styles took on Randy Orton. Uh, this was the veteran matchup you would expect it to be with a j getting the win, and then uh, Randy Orton being haunted by Alexa Bliss, who was on Who was on uh, the big screen. Like I said, I, I still don't know what's going on with Bray Wyatt. I feel like after Fastlane, we could see him start to show back up again. I guess. Because, yeah, if you don't have him versus Randy Orton after all this buildup at WrestleMania, then you've wasted a good part of a year. So, who knows? Uh, NXT. Let's go to NXT. It's currently on right now. That is not what we're watching here because it didn't want to distract me and didn't want to miss any of that. Uh, Regal came out and he said that there will be an NXT takeover called Stand and Deliver. That will be a Wednesday and Thursday, April 7th and 8th on the Peacock Network. This is pretty huge. This is where you're going to start to see some of the NBC shows start to appear on Peacock and start to uh, uh, be in, in more places that you can view them. You know, because what people don't realize is not everybody has the USA Network. And not, you know, so trying to find ways to watch NXT and such can be difficult. I know I didn't watch it until it became until it got on USA Network. I always forgot that it was on. Uh, but he also awarded the new, brand new, these were sleek looking, uh, the new women's NXT tag team championship belts to Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, who won the Dusty Classic. Uh, from what I heard, because yes, it doesn't make a lot of sense that you crown them long after they win the tournament, and and two weeks after they win the tournament, and a week after they. A week after they lose to Shayna and Nia, it's because the belts weren't ready. That's that's just what it is. Uh, the belts weren't ready, so they had to wait till now to do it. But uh, congratulations, Dakota, and and uh, Raquel on that one. That brought up our basically the opening contest was Io Shirai, the women's champion, took on Tony Storm. This was a really good match. Really thought Tony Storm was going to win this. At some point, somebody's going to beat Io Shirai, and I, I don't know why it hasn't been all it about the last three people she's faced. But she retains. Uh, L.A. Knight and Bronson Reed got into it in the back. That it, we know that from last week. That is going to be that is going to be a uh, feud going forward. That should be a lot of fun. It should actually enhance. Uh, some, sometime not so, not so visible traits that these two have. Uh, Jake Atlas took on Pete Dunn. Uh, you ever seen a bug flying into a bug zapper? Yeah. Uh, Jake Atlas had some pretty good moments here and there, but Pete Dunn just takes you apart. And it's brutal, and it was a great showcase for him. be interesting to see what they do now that it seems like Finn Balor has uh, a new dance partner, so to say, which we will get into at the at, uh, here in a few seconds. Uh, for some reason, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez dropped their brand-new t- tag championships to Shotzi Blackheart. And Ember Moon. Congratulations to them on winning those. This was a pretty pretty solid match. It, it wasn't a lot of greatness to it. It wasn't. There wasn't a lot of pizzazz to it. Um, at times, it seemed like they were waiting on Ember or Shotzi to, to take the charge and take the lead. And they, they eventually did. But all this tells me Because as soon as this match was over, Io Shirai showed up and stared down Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, So you can win the Dusty Classic, lose to the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions the next week, the following week get handed the brand-new title belts, and in 20 minutes drop them to another team, only to get a world title shot in NXT. Yeah, they lost me on that one, too. But I'm pretty sure, I, I feel like either Dakota or Raquel Gonzalez are going to get the call up. I think maybe Dakota could be the one that does that. I think they're going to split the pairing. So that's, this is kind of one way to do it, because Dakota can kind of go off on her own or uh, do something uh, similar like that. Caden uh, Carter took on Zaya Lee. It ended up being a DQ because Kay, Casey Cananzaro uh, wore out, a crutch on Zaylee. She's on crutches now, by the way, because of uh, she tore a an MCL or or it's a partial tear or a strain, whatever it is, not enough for surgery, was what I heard. So we'll just have to keep an eye on that. Uh, by far, one of the coolest things to call your tag team, Legado del Fantasma, took on the grizzled young vets. Uh Legato del Fantasma ends up with the win in this MSK or uh, yeah, MSK came dressed as came to the ring dressed as astronauts. A lot of people thought it was Brizongo, turns out it was not. Brizongo came out later and after they cleared the ring, it was just those two teams in there to which they kind of danced and partied and yeah, it was pretty cool. Adam Cole, baby took on Finn Balor for the championship, the NXT championship. This was a, a really good match. I, once again, Finn Balor is just flying through the roster. He's taking on all the big big guns. I don't know who could potentially beat him. I would have said Tommaso Ciampa, maybe. But he's still doing that tag team thing. Uh, and then... Uh, towards the end of this match, they're fighting on the outside. Adam Cole looks up and sees Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, he didn't play a big part in, besides the slight distraction, it didn't cause the immediate loss. But, Balor does retain, it was a, it was a really good match. And, uh, afterwards, Balor has a belt on his shoulder and he is staring at the entranceway. To which, all you hear him say is what took you so long? And when he turns around, he is staring at Karrion Kross. Karrion Cross, who says tick-tock. Looks like it's going to be Cross and Balor. Maybe. Maybe that's who beats Spin Balor. Because unpersonal, personal, but I do not think Raquel Gonzalez is going to beat Io Shirai. And if they do, it's because they're moving Shirai up. Because that makes no sense at that point. But Cross uh, and Balor. Something uh look forward to maybe is on tonight's episode. But that uh, that's that's two I'm a big fan of, and I think they will bring the best out of each other. There's some interesting stories they can kind of interweave in that I think would be fun. Uh, SmackDown. I'm going to leave most of the, the kind of not-so-important things Kind of out of it when I can. Uh, Street Profits and the Mysterios paired up to take on Dolph Rude, Otis, and Gable. This was an okay eight-man match. You're, you're trying to get the eight of them involved and, and you know get the appearances in. The uh, Street Profits and Mysterios actually win this once again. It was it was a it was a pretty steady match. There was some good spots, and uh, you know. It uh it went off pretty good and the Mysterios won something. But anyway, moving on. It was really cool they showed that Molly Holly was on uh Shane Helms, aka the Hurricanes podcast and he broke the news to her that she is the first member of the Hall of Fame class for 2021, uh, she's actually going to the Hall of Fame now, I think that's really cool, if you are not familiar with, if you are not familiar with uh, Molly Holly's work, uh, go back and look, and, and she is, even before WWE, she was, uh, she was very, very good, very respected, all on. Uh, on the indie scene and all that, and she's done so much for uh, just so many people. So, congratulations to her. Uh, Rollins and uh, Rollins came out. Uh, this led to Cesaro and Murphy facing off. It was a DQ win for Cesaro because Seth uh, got involved. And uh, I don't think him and Murphy are necessarily pairing back up, but they're still kind of working together a little bit, which is, hey, it gives them both something to do. Uh, I think this is going to be Cesaro's kind of step up into the, the big time, the where we've all thought he should be for a while, and uh, I think Seth's the person to uh, bring that out of it. They had the KO show. Doesn't matter who was on it. Uh, then, uh... Bianca Belair and Sasha, a.k.a. the people who were on it, took on Natalia and Tamina, who now have matching gear and are a pretty decent team. They they have been working together a good bit, and I actually like this team. A uh, couple, uh, third-generation and second-generation superstar working together. But uh, Natalia and Tamina get the win. Great win for them. Uh, Big E took on Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental title. It was part of a call-out. He really wanted Apollo to come out. But when Apollo didn't even uh, come out, he left it open to uh, an open challenge. Uh, Corbin come out, and then Zayn come out and interrupted Corbin and immediately said, I I accept. And they sort of kind of squabbling between the two of them. I think the two of them are going to end up facing off. Well, the two of them kind of went at it, and then Big E said, hey, first one in the ring gets the shot. Zane beat Corbett to the ring. He got the shot, and then Big E proceeded to beat the crap out of him. It's it good, though. Zane does a real good job of playing off of people. He did a real good job uh, in this match here. Um, I do kind of agree with the Internet that – or people on the Internet that say Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn deserves better – and then he gets to WWE, and I, I agree with that. But you can only promote so many people at a time. So I think his moment's come. Uh, Apollo did come out at some point and attack Big E. They stood on the ring steps and made himself look taller. It made him about six foot when he did that. Uh, then there was the contract signing between Roman and Edge. Yeah, that is what it is at that point. Uh, let's go back to Impact Wrestling. Uh, In a match that didn't make a whole lot of sense, Tasha Steele's lost to Jazz. It was good to see Jazz back. Uh, It's good to see her back and going and everything. But, um... I don't know. It was just a filler match. A a lot of theirs throughout their shows are are just fillers. They don't really do much. Like, to, to help any programs they have going. Uh... Rohit Raju and Mehabali Shara were uh, in a tag match versus Saban and Storm. Uh, but it's good to see R- Rohit and uh, Mehabali Shara back together. I, I like them. They- they're a good combo, kind of like Ace and Fulton. Yeah, the big guy, the, the, the little guy that runs his mouth. You know, you kind of get that... Uh, that dynamic to it and, it, and it works out. They took on Saban and Storm, though. Uh, Saban got the win on Rahit Raju. But once again, you've got an x Division guy pairing up with his buddy and two tag team specialists from other teams randomly pairing up. So I just, it was just a match. I'm not saying every match has to mean something, but gosh. It's uh, just, uh, sometimes Impact Wrestling just does not have the best direction. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, Trey Miguel took on uh, Sam Beal, I think was his name. It involved... It involved uh, Sammy Callahan. seemed like Trey Miguel and Sammy Callahan are going to kind of get into it. But, see, at least this had something to do with it. It's building up to something. Um, Ace Austin took on Chris Bay. Now, TJP was with Chris Bay and Fulton was with uh, Ace Austin. Bay ended up with the win. Um... Yeah, once again, they were building up Chris Bay like he was uh, gonna gonna do some big things, and then no, so it led to ODB versus Susan. ODB with the win, it gave her some momentum going into the pay per view. We'll get into if that means anything at all. Then you had Moose, Scott Demore, and Rich Swan, who uh, all were in the ring, all kind of got into it. And uh, Scott DeMorris said, oh, yeah, I got one better for you. The winner of you guys at Sacrifice, which just happened this past Saturday, I'm going to get into it, the winner. This is where I get the name of this show. And the name, the name of tonight's strong style is Show Your Hand. When he says this next thing, he 100% tells us who's going to win. He says the winner of the match this past Saturday between Moose and Swan, not only will unify the TNA and Impact Wrestling belts, which it did, the winner will also face Kenny Omega at Rebellion. Yeah, tells you exactly who's going to win. There's one guy who's a great matchup for Kenny Omega, and the other one, it would be interesting. So that pretty much, I mean, that... Almost spoiler alert on that, but let's talk about Impact Wrestling Sacrifice. Uh, opening match: Decay took on Reno Scum. Decay ended up with the victory there. It seemed like every time Reno Scum would get Crazy Steve in a in a precarious situation, uh, Black Taru is just too good, too strong, too big for uh, them to deal with, and Decay with the win there. Um, in another match that means jack squat havoc and nevea lost to this time daniel dashwood and caleb with a k Yep, we're doing mixed tags again for some reason violent by design took on uh beer guns and uh and and cousin jake uh violent by design won and we're doing a pretty good job of, ta- of kind of laying it to the other ones until Rhino came out, and everybody thought Rhino was going to save the day. Nope, Rhino is the fourth member of Violent by Design, and that makes them real, real badasses. Basically, you got the you got Eric Young, who can out wrestle anybody on in, on the earth, probably, or he can hang with anybody if not out wrestle You got uh, the you got Diener. We don't really know what what direction he's actually going to go. And then, uh, and the two big dogs. And they're going to be a group to contend with. You had uh, Brian Myers took on Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards won that one. I kind of want to see him do more with Brian Myers and Matt Cardona. I really have it yet. Fire and flavor Flava. Defended their tag championships against Jazz and Jordan Grace. Byron Flava keeps the belts. TJP versus Ace Austin for the X Division Championship. Ace Austin is your new X Division champion. I like it. I like it. ODB took on uh, Deanna Perrazzo for the Women's Championship. Diana retains in that one, so you brought back ODB for absolutely nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Now what? Diana's already ran through almost the entire division. Now what? This is what I'm saying. You guys you guys do this all the time. You you bring in a whole slew of people who don't do anything. And you you just have somebody run through an entire division. And I'll get to another point where I think you screwed it up, too. Uh, In what probably was the best match of the night, the Good Brothers defended their tag championships against Finjuice. Don't look now, but the product of New Japan Pro Wrestling, a.k.a. Finjuice, are the new Impact Wrestling tag team champions, which throws a little wrench in the Kenny Omega Good Brothers bullet club stuff because. Now they aren't the champions on that side. So that is a little interesting. And now it pulls New Japan a little more into this whole brand swap thing. But good for them. And then Rich Swan, of course, beat Moose. It was a really good match. This is one of Moose's better ones. Um, after the loss, I heard that he is going to take some time away, probably a break. You could kind of use one, I guess. But I really thought this would have been a great time for him to win the championship up until Scott DeMoore said the winner takes on Kenny Omega. Moose versus Kenny Omega doesn't work. Because Omega needs somebody who can quick react and is small enough for him to kind of throw around when he needs to. And he needs somebody that can also throw him around a little bit and, and interact with him and... Moose is more of a big brawler power guy, and it's just not the world's best matchup. So, uh, he kind of got dealt a bad hand right there. But, that is what it is. Uh, Let's move on to AEW. Ray Phoenix took on Matt Jackson with Nick and Pac down there uh, as well. I believe Matt Jackson won that match. I actually didn't mark it on here, but... Uh, this is setting up Ray Phoenix and Pac taking on the Young Bucks, and that match is one. Make sure you have your snacks and bathroom breaks out of the way before it starts, because if you blink, you're going to miss it. Uh, I like that Eddie Kingston is taking up for his buddy John Moxley. They were they had kind of a it looked like they were in somebody's apartment. It kind of like Pox apartment from before. But either way, it looks like he Kingston is, is going to kind of take up for Moxley with all the people that are trying to take out Moxley, uh, Kenny Omega and all of them. Uh, I think it's 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 good because it does show that these two are friends. And they have been friends in the business for a long time. And, yes, one got the big call up and the other one has been grinding it out. But I think Eddie Kingston has his place and, and, uh, and, and it is towards the top of any organization he's at. So putting him with Moxley, if they were to add a third person, they, they then I think that'd be the great, the greatest part. But I don't know who they would add. Uh, Cody took on a guy named Seth Gargis. where uh, it was a it was a squash. It's pretty pretty lame match, even you know. Just Cody, you're better than that. But the real part, the real thing it did was uh, Pent- I call him Pentagon Dark or, or Pentagon Jr. Or, uh, he has another name he's going by now. He was doing, I guess, the Spanish commentary, and he picks up a microphone and pretty much calls Cody Rose a lot of things, and so Cody goes after him. And so if that's the next kind of feud we're going to get, sign me up. Cody and Penta, all day. Take my money. We had the weekly Shivani Sting interview. They were interrupted by Jake Roberts and uh, Lance Archer, who said uh, apparently the only way to get any microphone time out here is to just come out and take away somebody else's, so that's what we do. And then uh, after they said their piece, they go on back, And and I agree that they They, uh, you know, need to do what they need to do. Got to get your time out there. Oh, let's see. Where were we? Oh, Ethan Page, who recently showed up over there. He took on Lee Johnson, who was part of the Nightmare Family training ground. Lee Johnson, he's going to be pretty good. He uh, He did some good things in this, but, of course, Ethan Page was able to win. It seemed like at times Ethan was getting frustrated of, uh, some of the stuff Lee was doing, that he, he, he was having a hard time figuring out what to do with him. Ended up being pretty good, though. Uh, Omega, the Good Brothers, and Don Callis all kind of got in a verbal spat with Kingston and Moxley. They offered Kingston the opportunity to join them. He pretty much said, where you could put it. And so they were attacking all of them. And then the newly returning Christian showed up. Maybe he's that third person I'm talking about. You get Omega and the Good Brothers versus Kingston, Moxley, Christian. I like it. I like it. It's a good way to use uh, Kingston and Christian without a title being involved. because Just because they're, they're big-time guys, just because Christian is here, it doesn't mean you do the TNA thing and, and immediately hand them belts so I like that and then we had a big women's match that includes some of their bigger stars Uh, Britt Baker Nyla and uh, Maki Atori took on Rosa uh, Thunder Rosa Rio Mizunami and uh, Hikaru Shida Ended up just being a melee at the end, and uh, it it was still good. But uh, it's a melee. Those those are six people. They're they're kind of interweaving at the moment. it will be interesting to see how they pair them up going forward. That led to uh, Scorpio Sky versus Darby Allen for the TNT Championship. Darby Allen retains. It had it, it was such a good match. These are two guys who really know how to go out there and and, uh, interact with each other and and do some good things. The ending was horrible. It just lacked imagination, which tells me that it was probably the only part that was scripted, so to say. They probably said, go out there and do this, do this, do this, and this is how we want it to end. And that's why that was the lame part. Good on Darby for uh, continuing to keep it. Although now you built up Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky wins a big qualifier match to get the title shot, a multi-man match on a ladder at a pay-per-view, and then turns around the very next week and loses. So you built him up for nothing. Way to go. And then you get the inner circle and Sammy Guevara and MJF, of course. And Guevara said, look, if you don't realize what MJF is doing, then I don't know if I can help you. And so they show a video of MJF trying to recruit the rest of Inner Circle to go against Jericho, to which, when you go back to the ring, they all walk on the other side with Jericho. And MJF says, well, I kind of thought that might happen. And as they come towards him, the lights go out. And when the lights come back on, FTR, Tully Blanchard, Sean Spears, and Wardlow are all in the ring, and they attack the inner circle. This was my favorite part of AEW. I I kept saying for the last few weeks it seemed like MJF wasn't pulling his side, wasn't pulling his load, you know, wasn't doing the things he needed to do. It's because he was putting together his own inner circle. And I like this. I'm fans of everybody involved in this, and it puts Sammy Guevara back in the inner circle. Which, thanks to Sean Spears, by the way, he had some uh, dental work done earlier this week when he went face-first into a chair and uh, chipped a couple teeth. Uh, Sammy seems like he's going to be okay. But you got the inner circle versus this MJF tandem. I'm all I'm in. To use their term, I'm all in on it. It's, it's a fantastic matchup, fantastic pairing. I look forward to it. It's AEW. You're not you're knocking this one out of the park. MJF with his own inner circle? Absolutely. Because he was never gonna take the baton or the torch or however you want to say it from Jericho while he was in the same group as Jericho. Because those guys aren't gonna aren't gonna go against Jericho, no matter what happens. But great overall thing. I look forward to what they're gonna do. Like I said, they're doing it right now. We'll we'll know more about it here in a little while. Uh Ring of Honor. Fred Yehi took on Dak Draper in a pure contest, and Dak Draper got the win in that. They're really pushing the pure, which is good, because that goes back to the roots of Ring of Honor. Uh, you only get three rope breaks. There's no closed-fisted strikes, things like that. You know, they're, they still have those matches, and they're still fine with those matches, but really pushing that pure style, especially with the Jonathan Gresham group, I think that's that's a good direction to go. Uh, They also had Tony Deppin take on Kenny King. Kenny King slipped up a few times, and Tony Deppin actually gets the win in this and then proceeds to get his, his rear sumped. That's fine, but big win for the kid. And then in the main event, Flamita took on Flip Gordon. Flamita ends up getting the win in this one. Fantastic match. These two are... It's they were just all over the place, and it was it was a good thing. Uh, Mark Briscoe came out at the end. Looks like Flip Gordon. Mark Briscoe may may kind of get into something. That's fine. Um, let's see. We had. In UFC news, of course, fight night, some of the big fights. Uh, J.J. Aldridge was able to beat Courtney Casey by split decision. Uh, Casey came up just a little short on that. She'll probably rebound to be fine, but good win for J.J. Aldridge. And uh, it was a pretty good fight to watch. Angela Hill beat Ashley Yoder by unanimous decision. These two have been tentatively penciled in on the last three cards, so finally they were able to fight on this one. I thought that was fantastic. Dan Ige with the big win over Gavin Tucker. He had the KO at round number one, just 22 seconds in. Yeah, Dan Ige just put a lot of people on notice, guys. Ryan Spann took on Misha uh, Sirkinov. Ryan gets the win in round number one, a minute 11 into it with the KO. And then... Here's the stuff you couldn't script. This this has pro wrestling written all over it, and it's it's not a work, guys. It's not a. They didn't make this up. Leon Edwards versus Balal Muhammad. I'm going to say that right. Uh, at the start of round number two, it was ruled a no contest because there was an eye poke an inadvertent the second one, but an inadvertent one on Balal Bilal. Bala that uh, made it to where he couldn't continue. I think there was blood, a little bit of blood, and it was just kind of messed him up where he couldn't continue. The problem was we waited, what, 19 months to see Leon Edwards fight. He had another opponent that I can't think of right off the top of my head, uh, but had to back out. Muhammad steps in, says, I got it. This was a a big coming-out party for him. And then you get this ending. So it's was ruled a no contest. Uh, Edwards apologized a million times afterwards that, you know, that was not what he was going for and that kind of stuff. And then immediately Leon is already trying to move on and says uh, he deserves a title shot and uh, these other bigger fights. And I don't know. law kind of thinks he should fight other people too. I think you should run this back. I think we got, it didn't it just didn't solve one thing it didn't it basically might as well not happen I think you got to run Leon Edwards and Baal Muhammad back one more time uh, let let Muhammad you know heal up the way he needs to and all. give this a month two months whatever and have him refight because it didn't solve or help anything whatsoever so let's run it back. Uh, As I am pulling up, you know what, it'll be pulled up by the time I do it. UFC Fight Night coming up this Saturday. I will get into the main event in a second. Uh, Looks like there are five fights on the main card. There are five fights. No, I had that backwards. There are 12 total fights. Let's, uh, let's go through some of the ones that uh, of note. Bruno Silva is going to take on J.P. Bides. Jesse Strader is going to take on Montel Jackson. At this point, I might as well just say them all. Julia Avila is going to take on, uh, I think it's Julia Stolorenko. Roman Delees is going to take on Trevin Giles. You get Leonardo Santos versus Grant Dawson. Macy Tyson versus Marion Renault. That's just the prelims. Here's the main card. Ty Tuvesa is going to take on Harry Hunsucker. You get Max Griffin returning to take on Song Keenan. Adrian Yanez, Gustavo Lopez. Montserrat Ruiz is going to take on Cheyenne Byers. I wonder if she's related to JP Byers. If so, that would be news to me. Uh, in the sub-main event, or the co-main event, Gregor Gillespie is going to take on Brad Riddell. And in the main event, Derek Brunson versus the People's Champ, Kevin Holland. Now, why not I call him the People's Champ? Because Kevin Holland last year, Fought in the UFC, fought actual on cards in big ones. Fought five times in seven months. I believe he went five and zero. What a just spectacular thing! And it's not that Derek Brunson's a slouch. Just for my money, I'll say it right now because I'm not attending them. That is going to be my policy for fight cards in the off chance that I attend fights from here on out. That uh, if I attend them, I will not make picks. Maybe I get on... Maybe I get on a um, a guest picker at that point to maybe do stuff like that. But for my money right now, because I'm not attending this event, I got the people champ Kevin Holland. And uh, I think it's... I think it's going to be really, really good. This this seems to be a, a really uh, fantastic fight. Fight card. Because just because you may not recognize a lot of the people does not mean they are not fantastic. Trust me. They are. Uh, there's a UFC fight night coming on April the 10th. That's a Saturday. Uh, the Till versus Batori, which is the main event, is going to be simulcast on ESPN Plus and ABC. Yep, the UFC is going to be back on on ABC. This is huge. And um, also, Dana White was on. Gosh, I forgot the other guy's name, but it was Mike Tyson's podcast, and they got talking about the Jake Paul Ben Askren fight or uh, boxing match coming up soon, right here in the ATL. I told you guys about that. Uh, I'm super stoked about it. But Dana White said, hey, you know what? Because the other guy, the guy I can't think of uh, is a, I think he's a former fighter as well. He said, look, I saw Jake Paul. I, I, the guy's got good hands. And, you know, I trained with him. And Dana goes, oh, you did? Okay. Well, okay. Um, A million dollars that Ben Askren wins. And he said he'd, he would take anybody on it. And from what I heard, Jake Paul or somebody related to his camp, He's taking the bet. It's, it's betting on? I mean, Jake Paul and Logan Paul, they are two guys who are betting on themselves. But at this point, to take Dana White's million-dollar bet, hey, this is fantastic. Dana with a boxing and promoting background, now obviously what he does with UFC. But, yeah, he used to be an amateur boxer. And when a lot of people ask Dana uh, how good a boxer were you, he goes, there's a reason why I don't do it anymore. <laughs> but uh, this million-dollar bet could be inter- interesting, could be entertaining. I said whether Jake Paul or whoever takes him up on it, somebody will. Somebody will take him up on this. Hey, maybe Floyd Mayweather gets in on it, or even Conor McGregor. That'd be interesting. But uh, Dana's going to back his guy. Ben Askren is not only his employee, but uh, you know, uh, he's trying to back the fighter world, and that's what it seems to have kind of come down to. That it's the MMA world versus the boxing world, and I would, I would, I would say this is more new school versus semi old school because the new school is self promotion and building yourself up through social media, which is what the Paul brothers are doing. And the kind of semi old school is kind of uh building it organically through storytelling like, you know, pro wrestling and MMA does. So you know, big things big things coming here and there. And lastly there there I gotta I forgot about this. I got I gotta talk about this real quickly. Um, Peyton Royce was on the after raw show, whatever raw after dark. I don't, I don't know what it's called. It doesn't matter. And she, she looked at the new host. She looked at R-Truth and she goes, I'm about to make this really easy. And they're like, they both look at each other. Like, okay. She, um, some people are comparing it to what CM Punk did a couple years ago. I hate that people continue to do this. Uh, what he did was kind of call out the business for the, the business and, and she kind of continued that but what she basically said she's worked too hard to get the minimal opportunities if any that she does and she's tired of seeing the same people at the top all the time that nobody else and nobody else outside the top three or four basically are I'm paraphrasing are given these opportunities and she's right every time you turn around it's the same three or four people battling for the title and i totally agree with her i mean they said that she was doing so good in the ring that they split her tag team with billy k billy Kay has just been kind of out in uh, no woman's land here just trying to latch on to something i think eventually they might get rid of her i hope they don't she's a good worker but without the iconics she's kind of lost is not i think she did it for so long she's not sure what else to do and then Peyton Royce, they said she was so good they were going to split her solo. And then the first thing we see on Raw was they put her in a tag team. It just it made no sense. It seems like Royce is not getting the opportunities that she should because she is really good. And hopefully WWE did not screw this up. Uh, a lot of people in the industry supported her, including a lot of her coworkers. But we'll see if something actually materializes for it. But hey, Peyton Royce, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Uh, this is actually similar to what her, um, I guess, boyfriend uh, did a handful of months ago, Sean Spears, and it actually got him initially let go from AEW, and then he's recently returned. But uh, speaking out against the way the pecking order goes, it's it's about time. It, it's about empowerment, and Peyton, you're right. If WWE doesn't appreciate that, well, you know what? Any of these other places will and I will leave it at that because if she goes to any of these other places she would be a primetime player out of the gate and she should be in WWE and that's a shame that she's not but that's going to do it of course this week shout out to all you amazing people Boop. let me come on each and every week talk pro wrestling, talk MMA and and just all kinds of other fun cannon fodder I'm Jeremy the Impact York. thanks for tuning in to Strong Style show your hands See you guys next week. This is good.